Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me, safely returned from the land of trolls, is my good friend Sarah. <laughs> I, the I, land of trolls. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened halfway through that. I decided to try and sound serious and it just, it was weird. It felt, felt wrong. But anyway, how are you? I'm all right. I went to Norway. Did I tell you I was did going you, to Norway? Did you go to Norway? I did in Diddy. Hey, did you? All right. So let's let's quickly. Did you see any trolls? Uh, uh, I did see a picture of you on your Twitter stream. Oh, boring. That ugh. honestly, we're talking about Norway. You could have actually just you know, like Norway's so awesome that it doesn't need really shitty troll jokes. Anyway, so I'm assuming that's a no. Didn't see any trolls. Did no, no you? Trolls. Did you see any black metal bands? No. Uh, did you see anyone who looked like they could have been in a black metal band? No. Did you see any bank ads for get an account with us and get free tickets to see a black metal band? No. Did you swim in a fjord? Yes! Oh, so you did actually go to Norway. All right. I was, I was getting worried. I saw a guy, saw a guy on, on the train with a, um, on the station wearing a Paul McCartney T-shirt. Yes, totally, totally the same thing. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so, okay, you went to Norway and you survived, which is not at all surprising given that they have one of the highest standards of living in the world. Um, mm -hmm. And there was, there was bike racing and there was also allegedly fjord swimming. Um, but before we find out more about that, I thought maybe we should um, pick up where we left off last week, which is yes, at, at stage four. Five of the uh, the route to France. Yeah, we finished talking about stage four, which had the um, how did they put it? A complicated was, sprint finish. Yeah, it was like the world's best press release. I feel because it was because what was it like? Nettie Edmondson comes second after a complicated um, sprint yes. finish. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like talk about making lemonade out of lemons. Like as in <laughs> as in to take a two syllable word and jam like four hundred extra syllables. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Uh, that stage for, for keen uh, listeners, you'll remember, was won by Lauren Rowney, um, who was writing for the Australian Development Team. Um, and, yeah, so Nettie coming second. Um, and to be fair, you know, there was a, a bit of a weird sort of hold-up back um, about 800 metres from the line that meant that she was chasing pretty hard. And she nearly did get there, but she didn't. And that's racing, and, hey, we all move on. But it did indicate that um, Wiggle were, were, you know, paying a fair bit of attention to this race overall, and that continued on stage five. It did indeed. Yeah, I think it's fair to say Wiggle were after this race. <laughs> I, 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 it certainly looks that way on the results, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, I, let's, I mean it's not like there was a, a, lot, of, a lot of secrets to it. Um, but, yeah, stage five was the, like, just under 88Ks, um, with the, now I'm, my French is even worse than Sarah's. And for those who listened last week, you're going to know how atrocious that was. But, um, so this, this, it was the stage that featured La Plage des Belles Fields, um, you know, as the major climb, which is, what's that stand for? The, the plains of the beautiful women or something? The board, the board of beautiful women. Right. Yes. 
Um, which I, I suppose is Gallic in its misogyny or something. I don't understand. No, I, it's, I mean, it's the thing is, is this, it was so frustrating because this is one of those climbs that turns up in the Tour de France and it's always an amazing Tour de France stage. And it sounded like from Bart Hazen uh, was tweeting the, you know, tweeting race updates and it sounded like an amazing stage as well. And, you know, and like, oh my God, I want to see this stage. 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 No, no, nothing. <laughs> Nada. Nothing. nothing. But it was it was a pretty full on um, race, and um, uh, shockingly enough, uh, Mayuko Hagawara from Wiggle Honda um, attacked on the climb, um, mm-hmm. and sort of you know caused mayhem behind her, which was great. Um, and then Elisa Longaborghini sort of launched off the the back of it, and sort of you know in a classic kind of move that I may or may not be a fan of, kind of soloed away, which. She did indeed. This is so not an Elisa Longo-Borghini way to win a stage. <laughs> uh, Elisa Longo-Borghini, she's an interesting, she's such an interesting rider because she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't win that much. Do you know what I mean? But when she, because she's like, she's got that problem of she's not like, she's such a classicy rider and the classics have got so, you know, they're, they're so, like, if you're a sprinter, you've got hundreds of chances to win races all year, yeah? yeah. If you're on form, you've got, you've got loads and loads of sprint stages. But there aren't that many kind of, once you get to the classics, you've got a lot, 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 lot more riders who kind of at the top of the top of their classics game. And, and Elisa's an amazing rider. She's one of the best, most exciting riders. So she doesn't get, she doesn't win that often. But when she does, she always wins in fantastic style. And and it's like, yeah, you know, your your wins are kind of worth five <laughs> Five sorry sprinters <laughs> worth five sprint wins. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they do come in you know really interesting conditions and, and ways and stuff. And yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Um, and this one was particularly good because um, you know uh, when we left this last week, um, Elisa was leading on GC, but only by a few seconds. So her stage win on this this uh, stage. She managed to hold off um, Amber Nevin coming in second, uh, 45 seconds adrift. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, it was it Claudia Lichtenberg. Um, Claudia yeah. Lichtenberg, good to see Claudia. Always good to see Claudia on a podium. Yeah, and, and so that meant that Elisa um, extended her overall lead um, to, I think she had just over a minute at that point then from, uh, from who was coming second? Amber. Amber Nevin was coming second then. So yeah, yes. that was that was stage five. But uh, she also crossed the line with a um, pointing to the sky in a tribute to Charles Pierrobon, who died a couple of weeks ago, which was you know mm. a, a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, and so then the the final stage was um, stage six. Um, and no, 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 two more stages. Was it the final stage? Yeah, yes, stage six because okay. pro- prologue plus six equals seven. Sorry. You know, you know that old thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, race race maths. It's um, mm-hmm. it's a it's a, a unique discipline, kind of like sprinting. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of which, it was a day for the sprinters. Um, so um, on this day, uh, it was a longer stage, sort of 116k stage, um, and basically, uh, you know, ride along and finish with uh, well, it's you know four laps of. Uh, circuit around and included the call to Bandstein I, I, or Bandstein or Bandstein or something like that because um, mm-hmm. I European good 
Um, <laughs> and, and so, um, anyway, the thing wound up being a, a bit of a sprint. Um, and Georgia Bronzini, also of Wiggle Honda, took out her second stage win of the race. Um, ahead of, I think it was Lauren Rowney on second and then Amy Peters um, in third. So I think that meant that Wiggle won um, four, no, five of the stages. They won every stage except for stage four in the prologue, didn't they? I think that's how. Oh, no, they didn't didn't win stage one either. So they only only won one, two, three, So they won four. Only won four. And the GC. And the GC, exactly. So, um, yeah, so terrible race for Wiggle. Um. <laughs> yeah, so um, Elisa Longo Borghini won with Amber Nebben in second. Amber's riding for B Pink, which is interesting. And Claudia Lichtenberg in third. Carly Taylor fourth. Tatiana Ryabchenko in fifth. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes. So, yeah. So, um, interesting race. Yeah. I mean, it would be better if we could see something of it, yeah. like something at all of it. But, you know, what can we do? It's, yeah, it is well, what I mean, it that's is. It. What more is there? But, it, you know, it was an interesting week of racing. And even with um, even with Wiggles' dominance, there was a lot of different stuff going on. And, um, mm-hmm. and there was always something to talk about. So what more can you ask for, really, I guess, out of yeah. Out of that, um, so yeah, that that kind of wraps up what was happening in in France, and then um, there was you know just this this small stage race happening in Scandinavia. Oh, it was an amazing race! Did you know, so before? I... Have you been to Norway before? No, never been to Norway before. Oh, did, wow. I, did I tell you I went to Norway? My first time in Norway. So I went to Norway and I need to thank from the bottom of my heart uh, Carl Lima and High Tech Products for taking me to Norway to the, the, the race. I was did very, you, very, very excited. Did you load up on Aquavit and Duty Free or something to give to the team to thank them? Or? Oh, my God. I should have done, shouldn't I? Oh, Fuck. my God. Jeez, you're a shit guest. Wow. I was a shit guest. Oh, wow. Well, it, well, okay. It's, it's all right. As long as you don't tell them, I won't tell them. They'll never know. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. Shh, don't tell. Yeah, so no, I mean, so the ladies tour of Norway, last year it was three stages. This year it was two stages plus um, a, uh, a, a, a criterium on the Friday. And it's in Halden, which is a city on the Norwegian, well, just up from the Norway Sweden border, um, yeah, in the south. Uh, east of the country and yeah on a fjord and it's um, as I think everywhere in Norway is on a fjord (laughs) (laughs) like they have that big bit in the middle of the mountains but yeah Um, yeah so it's it's a really fun race it's in its second year of existence and it's kind of last year kind of burst onto the scene with uh, you know really good video really good social media a really good racing it was rained a lot last year but this year it was golden sunshine for the entire time I was in Norway (laughs) I think that was actually one of my favourite um, videos. Uh, I was watching, um, I think it was stage two, um, you know, uh, on, I guess that would have been Saturday night. And um, and in between um, showing the race, they were, they were cutting back to uh, interviews that they'd recorded with writers mm-hmm. earlier in the morning. And so they had an interview with, I think it was Shelley Olds. It wasn't, yeah, Shelley. Um, and at one point she was, you know, they were asking her, you know, what she thought about Norway and stuff. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's great. And, you know, and the weather's lovely and stuff. And, <laughs> and the interviewer just goes, oh, yeah, it's not normally like that. Which <laughs> is just so perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, the weather is really nice, but no, it's not normally like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's normally rains a lot in Norway. That's why it's so green and lovely and full of fjords and lakes. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's so nice and beautiful and stunning and, like, a really, like, it's, it's kind of a really, you know, like a lot of racing takes places in places like the Netherlands and Belgium, which are very highly, you know, highly populated. And so this was like, it's, it's not, it's, it's like Norway, you just like, you're on the train and there's just acres and acres of forest and acres and acres of forest along fjords and things like that. And it's beautiful and stunning and the people are really nice and yeah, everything was great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and also some racing happened but uh... and the racing happened the racing was amazing too so yeah so it started with a city center crit and the crit has this really slightly scary course because it goes on um it go, kind of get, runs up this street that's like it runs uh, uh up this shopping street and it has a bridge a little humpback back bridge over it then it has a little um a little lump up up you know a little bit of little not like a like not like a speed bunk but a little lump onto bits of cobbles but it's not cobbles it's like a section of cobbles a section of flat a section of cobbles a section of flat i guess it's decorative or you know traffic calming cobbles and yeah so you're like whoa that's quite a scary finish so yeah, yeah it was um it was uh it was yeah quite quite fun um yeah good 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 times good times were had by all one by shelly olds um which is interesting because shelly's just uh you know she just swapped teams from bigler at the end of the transfer season to uh ali cipollini and she's doing quite well since she swapped so yeah she says that it's because she's happy, you know, she's much, she's much happier and, you know, uh, she feels, you know, feels more, feels more relaxed. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that was a fun, fun opener. Um, and also not, so not everyone rode that crit. I think they are, they limited it to like, uh, you know, three riders of each, uh, each right, three team. Per team. Yep. Yep. Mm. Cool. And not all the teams rode us as well. So that was that. And that's that makes it quite interesting, I think, because, you know, you can have a warm, you can have a kind of, uh, you know, warm up, basically, can't you? It's yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, have a, have a bit of a warm up, but also not, um, I guess, not have the um, anxiety or risk for um, having, you know, because crits, crits can be, um, you know, they're fast, they're tight corners, they're, you know, they can be a little bit risky. And I would imagine um, that that part of the thinking behind that would be that we're, we're just a week out from Vagorda. So a lot of teams are going to want to focus on the World Cup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a, it was a group of four that got away in this one, which was also, I mean, it's also quite good because this, this course is, it didn't end up in a big bunch, which is, you know, probably good for the best with that course. So it was yeah. uh, Olds first, Emma Johansson, just tiny, tiny little bit behind Olds, Katarzyna Paulowska third, and Jean Colivar, um in fourth. They were the group of fourth. And then Valentina Scandalara winning the sponge sprint for fifth. Ah, cool, cool. Mm. All right, so that's um, that was the Friday night, yeah. Yeah, it was a Friday night, yep. and then Saturday stage one. Um, and it's funny because it's so close to Sweden. They uh, they kind of have it. Um, they they had this the the races start the second day Thursday started in Sweden, in the seaside town of Strömstad. Um, so you kind of go out into Sweden, and. Uh, and start there by the seaside and it started with they had a, it was just there was so many lovely things about this race they had like a mass participation ride before you know a 50k ride from Stromstad to Halden for women yep. and they included a group of women that um the uh the Norwegian cyclist Thea Torsen 
uh, rides with. She, you know, they're women who's like in her club, and yep, so they decided yep. to ride it um, to get some tea. They got some tear to us and fan club T-shirts made up, <laughs> and they got some. Uh, they put on uh, 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 tutus. <laughs> oh. okay. And and it was um, and the race was open. So Yuli let Yuli let. Uh, Julie Leth, uh, who's the Danish track cyclist, she had this horrible crash in Winston-Salem race where she broke her jaw and fractured some vertebrae and she's only just got back on her bike. And she, so she was, but she was there and she led out the race with a young girl called called, called Celia who is, you know, a young girl from Halden, a young Halden cyclist. So yeah. just, you know, there are all these like nice things about this race, you know, like, like lovely things. And yeah. So the first uh, state and oh, and high tech products. You know, high tech products is 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 sponsored by Carl Lima's uh, company, High Tech Products, and he they also sponsored the Queen of the Mountains climb. And they have like they have like this. They have the intermediate sprints that have bonifications towards the GC, but they also have a special um, border crossing sprint. Yep, like which you get a big check for and a special half Swedish, half Norwegian jersey. <laughs> is it is it worth more depending on which side of the border you're on? Um... <laughs> well, no, it's, it's both times it's crossing from Sweden into Norway. Oh right, so it's worth less when you cross. I get it. No, no, yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, you get the prize. <laughs> you get the prize for making the right decision and coming, <laughs> coming back to Norway. Okay, yeah, exactly. That, that makes sense. I actually, I have to pause here and just note that our our mate Jens will probably find the rest of this discussion incredibly <laughs> frustrating and and annoying as we wax rhapsodical about uh, how wonderful Norway is. And, oh, but yeah, but Sweden is lovely too. Oh I mean, yeah, I could sure, make... but it, uh, yeah, I'm sure it is. But it's no Norway. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lucky, lucky you've already interviewed Emma Johansson this year because. <laughs> oh, no, she's not. I mean, she's she's more Norwegian than Swedish these days, isn't she? They she's had those, more those Australian. Pictures. Thank you very much. They had they had the pictures of her on Norway National Day, dressed in the traditional Norwegian uh, costume and being very Norwegian. I think she lives in Norway. She's Australian. <laughs> not anymore. Next year she's not. Uh, excuse me. Uh, still Australian team founder, owner, manager. Thank you very much. She's Australian. <laughs> so, yeah, so day two, it's, um, they had um, some loops and some hills and and it's it basically you have loops and hills from Sweden and Norway. You cross the bridge, um, cross the border. Uh, three times, one, two, twice, and uh, ended up with laps of the circuit in the of the town, and it's very technical circuits. Okay, um, cobbles and, and things like that. Yep, yep, cobbles and um, is it up downy as well or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's like tons and tons and tons of corners. So they're riding a lot. They're racing, and there's lots of various various attacks. And but the attack of the day that kind of gets gets away is uh, Megan Guarnier attacked and is joined by Amanda Spratt, and they're out together. Um, and it's, it was quite interesting because obviously that's Bowles and Orica. Um, Carlim, I was in Carlima's car, and he said, "Yeah, the nightmare for us is if there's a Bowles and a Rabo." get away then it's race over <laughs> and at one point at one point there was a very large there was a large break which had um some you know had some some railroad bowls and he just said he's like the nightmare begins <laughs> <laughs> had had some contenders for nightmare scenario 
Um, yeah, and, but it was. But luckily, um, luckily, uh, luckily, Rabo bought that one back because they they had a. It, it was you know like it, it wasn't the best break composition for them. So they had very specific. So you've got um, you've got uh, Megan Guarnier and Amanda Spratt out together, and they were very lucky because there didn't seem to be much cooperation on the chase um well, before they, they got into Halden. Didn't they, so they got out to about three minutes at one point, didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the gap just, and it was like, and I guess it was like, well, Rabo chasing and no one else chasing, and and you know, Bowles doing their Bowles thing and stopping everyone, you know, yeah. stopping anyone, any, anyone getting away. And they're like, okay, well, we guess they're gonna people are leaving it to the technical uh, town section to chase. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I and, guess that that makes sense if if Rabo are gonna have to pull it back on their own. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and you know, Rabo do love some technical town section, don't they? <laughs> so and it's and so it's quite interesting because you know you obviously have that attritional thing with riders dropping off all the time. But as soon as they got into the for lap, you've just got the race just destroyed. You've got riders absolutely everywhere, all over the road, and and just just craziness because yeah. it's it's uh, you're like wow, this is hard. And and that, I think that's one of the things about about women's racing that you kind of sometimes forget that. You know, when you get down to, oftentimes you'll get down to like a final group of thirty or a final group of twelve or whatever. Yeah. And you'll forget that it's um, that that it's that you know well that's like you know that's like <laughs> most of that's how many other riders are just basically shelled off the back yeah, and destroyed. Yeah. Just the brutality of it. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So it was. So yeah. So it was. And, and was it was pretty like, pretty amazing speeds on on sections of that that circuit too. Um, I'm oh my god. That big downhill that they had. Um, you know, sort of off the back of the circuit, um, just before they come back into the center of town, the yeah. sort of big long, and then there's a right hander sort of through a roundabout. Mm. Um, and I think it was the second circuit. I just remember the visual because as um, Megan and and Spratty got to that corner, um, they basically caught up to the motorbike that was in front of them, and it, mm-hmm. it took a reasonably safe line through the the corner. Um, I presume the rider temporarily forgetting that there were cyclists behind him. And so they kind of had to swerve around him. And I'm pretty sure that that Megan let him know about it as they went past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. I mean, this is this is the thing about you. you as bike, bike riders can go far faster downhill and through corners than, than mm. any car or any car or motorbike. And you have yeah. to be really, really clever. You have to pull really far forward from them because you don't want to kill them. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's fascinating. So, but they were going very, but they, the gap just started dropping as soon as they got yeah. to the town. It was like, you know, bang, 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 drop, drop, drop. Riders just destroyed because this was just really, and they were in one, one, one long line anyway, because it's so narrow and it's so cornery, but you just can't like, it's just so easy to just lose contact with the group. And there just wasn't places to kind of come back on. So yeah. So just, furious fast and furious chasers dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping and um yeah every, you know are they going to catch are they not going to catch but eventually they make it to the finish Megan Guarnier uh pounds through beating Amanda Spratt by one second with Valentina Scandalar in third bringing up this bunch of about 16 riders only yeah. eight seconds behind yeah. um Spratty then Shelley Olds Amelia Fourline in fifth Emma Johansson in sixth and yeah massively or you know really really fun fun racing you know yeah totally totally and yeah like i said that was the stage i was sitting up watching and just even even just the whole 
yeah, I don't know. It's just that thing. Will they will they be able to stay away? And then again, yeah, and it's been a real it's been a real um, sort of theme this year that we've seen lots of races where the break um, has either just stayed away, you know, eight seconds, or has just been caught, you know, with like fifty meters yeah. to go. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, it's really interesting the way that's sort of playing out more often. So, yeah. yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a lot of, it's, it is a lot of fun as well. I mean, I think Megan's afterwards said, I said, you know, to, I to asking her about the sprints and she's going, yeah, I felt a bit bad because she said she and Spratty had worked so well together all throughout that race. You know, they'd, they'd worked really, really hard and they'd really suffered together. And, and, you know, they're out for like 70 kilometers or something yeah. like that. And she's she saying she feels a bit bad out sprinting, you know, having to, you know, then out, out sprint Spratty. But, you know, it's bike racing, isn't it? And yeah, well, with, <laughs> your job's not to come second. So, yeah. yeah, 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 and and you know they get intermediate. They have the intermediate sprint bonnies, but they also have the intermediate, um, you know, the, the, the finishing bonnies of yeah. ten, six, and four seconds. That you know, on a race like this, again, it's like it can be won on on bonification. Yeah, so, totally, yeah. totally. And I mean, particularly because it is only a couple of stages, so they really yeah. really matter. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was and and they have all the kind of tour of Norway fun things. They have um, podium boys. I mean, I still would rather not have any podium decorate decorative human beings as as my uh, in my ideal race. But if you're going to have them, having podium boys is quite funny. <laughs> and I saw a photo of um, I can't remember who the who the rider was, but it was someone on the podium and the boys um, going to you know leaning in to to kiss their cheek. Um, and the guy on the left has got one foot up on the next step because he's quite tall and, and leaning in, and the guy on the right's actually up on tiptoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they dress them in. They dress them in kind of um this because because Halden's got this this castle and it's this 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 um I think I think it's a a, fa- a place where they famous the Norwegian army famously killed a Swedish king. <laughs> I just thought that was every town in Norway. <laughs> I just I think that the board has just gone backwards and forwards a lot, um, uh, and and so they're kind of wearing this uh, this kind of army uniform with like you know, knee breeches and and kind of uh, you know garters round the round the tops of their calves and stuff, and uh, that's that's the old fashioned end garters, not the kind of sexy lady lingerie garters, and you know it? and and, and uh, frock coats. Yep. So yeah, so so that was that was funny, and and you know, like we said, it's all on TV. I mean, you saw you were watching it, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, live streaming from Norway. I, I mean, I have to admit that um, the uh, and this is probably more a comment on the state of internet infrastructure in Australia than anything else. But you know, I, I did spend a bit of time buffering and then had a weird delay from the audio versus the video. But anyway. But I could yeah. see it, which is still better than, for example, fuck you, flesh balloon. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm not. March. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's, it, I think people did find this live streaming hard. And I think part of the problem was that they were doing it like, it was the first, it was the live streaming was done by Feminine magazine. And uh-huh. I think it was the first time and they were, and they weren't doing the actual, they were getting the stream fed to them. Do you right. know what I mean? Yep. By the, by the, by the, by the TV, by yeah. the TV crew. So I don't think it's like, so I think it was just difficult. And, and I mean, I, and I have, 
I have I'm in two minds about this because you know one on, on I, it's very very frustrating if you think you're going to see a live race live and it, and you can't see it I can I can kind of empathize with people who get very frustrated about that but on the other hand it's such new technology and and it's so much it's such a step up that I kind of also feel like we should cut people some slack when it's not working right. Like this isn't, it's not like, for example, the course where, you know, there's no need to have 50% of the shots being overhead shots of yeah. Paris, you yeah. know, it's not like that. It's, it's, these are, these are, and I guess, you know, we had this argument about Philadelphia last year with the shitty cameraman, which, you know, you thought was hilarious and I thought was really fucking annoying. Uh, I, I thought uh, I thought was I thought it was funny, you know, to hear him being so open and honest about it. But I also, you know, I did appreciate it for exactly what you're saying. You know, the the trying, you know, and and it is hard to, you know, uh, and and let's make no mistake, putting on Tour de France level coverage is really fucking expensive and complicated, you know, and yeah, yeah. well out of the reach of most races. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, totally, totally agree. And and yeah, I mean, while I while I say yeah, I had this weird buggy thing about um, you know uh, synchronization issues between audio and video. It certainly mm. didn't make the race unwatchable or anything. It was you know, and and I would always choose you know to to have it than not. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good, actually. I'm just, I'm having a moment. I'm just reminiscing. Uh. (laughs) So yeah, so stage two, it started on the bridge that was the border between Norway and Sweden, which was very, very, very cool because the start line was the border. And that was, that was very nice. Um, So technically they led yet another Norwegian invasion of Sweden. I'm just trying to remember which way they went. Yes, yes, they did. They did. Well, there you go. Interesting. (laughs) Wow. Did they have to show their passports as they went over? Like you never no, you never have to do that within Europe. Oh, that's right. You've got those weird borders, not borders things. Oh, yeah. you've got those things where well yeah, because you show your board you show your you show your passport yeah. when you come in to come in, but once you've you know, when you yeah. come into Europe. But yeah, you don't no have no to no, I, I, I forget that you've got, you know, like logical procedures and stuff. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. Fair enough. It's it, it's interesting because I mean Australia, obviously being such a, a vast and unified nation, uh, you don't show passports. But there are certain parts of the country that, as you cross the border, you'll see giant signs saying "Must dispose of all your fruit" <laughs> <laughs> to to prevent fruit fly infection from one area to another. Um, so and you can, yeah. can you can literally be pulled over and they they can inspect your vehicle for. I've seen I've seen border control Australia. I've seen all the things that you're not allowed to bring into that country. (laughs) If if only they'd had English tourists, we'd be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Are we are we gonna get back onto your take back Australia? That's take back Australia movement. What? Which I thought Oh right, you know the um, Which I thought must be which I thought must be a movement led by Aboriginal people. (laughs) Yeah, no, clearly. And and it should be, but unfortunately Unfortunately, it's it's a fascist movement led by actual Nazis. So yeah, yeah, yeah not 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 my favourite group. 
No, so, no, no. But yeah. yes, the, the, the slight, the slight irony of complaining about. Um, oh, the the complaining the, about English people coming to Australia. <laughs> exactly. The oh, the wild irony of of everything to do with yeah. Let's not talk about Australian politics. Let's yeah. let's so, talk about far more cheerful things like British politics. Yeah. Oh wait, ha ha, yes. Let's talk about bike racing then. Okay, cool. Yeah, so stage two. So it started off with a big loop in Sweden, just one, and then it went back into Norway and had a beautiful long loop. It had a tiny gravel and gravel and cobblestone section, and then it had more laps of the town. And this finished on the same uh, finishing straight as the crit. So, yeah, but, but yeah. And because Bowles Dolmans, I was in the front car with Danny Stam, the Bowles Dolmans team car, and because they, uh, and because they didn't... Um, Bowls were not going to let anything get away. Their plan was let's take it to a bunch sprint, which we're not going to contest because we just <laughs> want Mequanier <laughs> to win the race. All we have to do is finish with the bunch. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and also monitor the fuck out of the sprint immediates. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. So it was it was lots of fun. Lots of fun racing. Um, lots of people tried to get away. Spratty snuck off into a break, which Bowles had missed, except for Ronnie Casper. <laughs> and so there was um, so there was like this thing where uh. Christina Mayurus came back to the team car quickly, fast, going, I think I saw Spratty in there. Right, who's in there from us? Romy, right, get it back. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Bowls on the front. Rawr! Chasing it down. Yeah, so poor Spratty. Um, didn't, that didn't work. Oh, well, you know. I mean, she gave it a good go, so, you know. She gave it a good go. Rabo gave it a very good go. There were lots and lots of, as Danny said to Christina Mayurus, watch out for Anna. She's still got something in her. She got plans. <laughs> Anna van der Breger. You know, kind of like there was various, various Rabo attacks and Rabo on the front and lots of attacking and balls just going, no way, we're not having that. And it was a bit, you know, and it was a bit gutting for Orica. Orica, I think Orica had had some cunning plans to try and get people away, but it just came to naught. And then uh, so they kind of come into the town and <clears throat> one, well, one big group. And again, the group just 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 destroy the, the the laps just destroy the you know the the, the mm. peloton i think they had about 30 this time together but it was just you know massive 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 drop 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 riders yeah. everywhere craziness like fast and furious screaming through the town and luckily completely safe because we were a little bit scared about that finish line the first time we went through <laughs> it but you know they'd had chance. You know they'd, again, this is the advantage of doing it in the crit, so you kind of get used to it. Yeah, get used you're to sort it. of a little familiar. Oh, yeah. Big. I forgot to say about stage one. Um, stage one, uh, high tech. So I mean, the, the race is run by so uh, Emily Amelia Moberg. Emily Moberg uh, is the race is basically run by her dad and by people from her bike club. Right. So she was. She had been gutted because she'd um, she'd had two mechanicals in key places in stage one. She like had to ra- had to race back, and then she had a mechanical in the first in the first lap. So she'd kind of was riding solo all the way through the town, and there were really big crowds at the finish line, and they were all going completely crazy for Amelia as she was like riding, you know, riding yeah. solo. Just ah, oh, she was so gutted, poor, poor, poor thing, because you know this is her home race, and she wanted to do well in front of her, you know, in front of. All all her supporters and you know everyone who'd like believed in her and stuff so she was just oh gutted so yeah so there was there was a lot of you know so it's like oh that's sad yeah yeah totally that's sad so they kind of um 
come come together and despite tons of attempts to escape no one could get away so it comes to a bunch sprint won by Shelley Olds of Ale, Anna van der Breggen second Emilia Moberg in third to make up for her terrible day the day before and um, Emilia Moberg had also um, beaten Emma Johansson for the border crossing sprint which I think Emma Johansson was a little bit surprised by (laughs) Because last year it was the Emma Johansson jersey, and this year she won. You know, she won the first. She won it on stage one. Yeah. But Amelia Mobile was like, "I'm going to have a go at it." <laughs> God damn it! I'm getting a jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm no, I'm, 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 I'm sweet. I'm, I'm a, I'm Norwegian. She's Swedish. I'm having this jersey. So well, yeah. There you, there you go. So yeah. So yeah. So Olds first, Van der Breggen, Moberg, Johansson um, in fourth, uh, Lizzie Williams in fifth from Green Edge. Cool. Cool. So yeah. Um, Lovely race. Um, lovely, lovely, lovely race. Uh, overall won by Megan Guarnier. Um, well done, Bowles, with Shelley Olds' bonifications taking her into second place. Spratty third. Um, uh, Valentina Scandalara in fourth. Cool. Well, hey. Uh, oh, Anna van der in fifth. So, yeah. Oh, so great. Anna did have something left. You know, she had plans. She did. Yeah. yeah. She did, but she, yeah, but it was a lovely, well, Anna had won it last year, of course. So, yeah, so it was a lovely, lovely, lovely race and, you know, really just fun times. Really big crowds, like seriously big crowds of happy people in Norwegian sunshine, yeah. which well, apparently is sunny all the time. <laughs> yes, all the time. Uh, I was actually, yeah, um, quite pleased to see on the on the video, you know, how big the crowds were. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, like you say, it's a reasonably new race. And so um, it is very cool that they've, you know, got such a such a good turnout. Um, mm. But the other thing that was cool that you were telling me about is that because um, Vagorda is coming up, um, rather than everyone just packing up and running off, people were stuck around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, normally in a bike race like that, people just run away, like straight away afterwards to go, you know, to catch flights, to go to, you know, to, to get trains home, to drive back to places. But for some reason, like there's like five or six teams staying in the hotel, like, actually, you know, to, to, they're going to leave the next day or whatever. And that was a really, really nice thing to do. So the race put on a fjord trip, a boat trip, um, for anyone who wanted to go on it afterwards. Mm. And so um, I went on it with um, Goretti, the the amazing super soigneur who was there with High Tech that weekend, and various journalists, and Luz Hunawake, who was doing the live the live. Um, the video, the, yep, yep. sorry, the live commentary. commentary. Yep. And, yep. Yeah, and um, and Ali Cipollini riders. And so we went on this boat trip down the fjord and we went underneath the bridge that we'd started, that they'd started the race on that day. Which is pretty cool. So we're kind yeah. of going down this fjord all admiring the, like, you know, one side sure. is Norway, the other side is Sweden. And, you know, admiring the little so, cabins, the fjord cabins on either side. Oh, yes, yeah, so like everyone's sort of holiday cabin sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that awesome. think cabins. And, awesome. um, and various riders having goes at steering the boat. So, you know, Lizzie oh, Williams is about the Scandalara. Yeah, isn't that the, didn't you tweet a photo where you're like, did this boat just suddenly attack? Oh, it's Valet Scandalara. <laughs> Yes, 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 I did. Yes, 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 I did. And also, I have two follow-up questions. Firstly, so is this when you went for a swim in the fjord, like on this boat trip? Yeah, yeah, we got to the yeah. end of the trip and we said, can we jump in? And the captain said, yes, so I jumped in the fjord. Um, right, right. With well, Flavia Oliveira and uh, Lizzie Williams and Valentina Scandalara um, well, and Felix Matic. Because that's actually my second, my second question is, like, did you actually jump or were you pushed? No, I actually jumped. Really? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair. I I believe you. I just you know it, it was always going to be odds, wasn't it? That um, that you know, you you said something about um, I don't know, um, crazy attacks or Dutch style racing or you know. As someone got so bored of me, they put me in the no, no. Well, um, Spratty did say that she was slightly concerned that, that if she sat on the edge, someone would push her in. And I said, who'd push you in? She said, well, Valentina Valet would suggest it. And then Lizzie Williams would do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, there was there was plenty so, of things. So there that... was a genuine risk of being pushed. And also, yeah, hey, the... I now have names to work with next time. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, um, and, well, Lizzie, um, and so Valet was like sit, perched on the end of the boat for most of the time, and Lizzie did try and pretend to push her in a couple of times. So yeah, yeah. cool. No, it was really, it was a really, really lovely thing. I mean, like, like they don't normally, you know. And then we, then I went for dinner with the high tech team in in a in a fish restaurant on the edge of the harbour, and cool. yeah, it was like it's it's like it was just a really lovely thing. And because they're kind of having okay, you go to Sweden, you you go to Norway, you race in Norway, and then you go to a team either go to a team training camp for TTT training, and then you ride the the Vagorda World Cup, yeah. and yeah. Cool, cool. So Which that sounds just, that sounds like it was an awesome way to spend a weekend, and um, yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, I, I really, and it was an interest. I mean, it was a really interesting race because it's point two race um, rather than point one race, right? Um, but the teams were there was a very very wide range of teams. Like like there was a real real probably the biggest of any races I've been to um, gap between. Or maybe I mean Energy Wacht is the same actually. With at the top the very best pro teams. And at the other end of the of the of, of the start list, you've got very, you know very kind of club teams, and so they had the Racing Chance Foundation team from the northwest of England, which is a a, a charity set up to right. to basically help women do road racing specifically. Um, okay. Heather, yep. Bamford, Heather Bamforth is one of the people who set that up, and and so they were there, which was nice. And the British team, um, Pearl Azumi Sports Tours International, and some Norwegian club teams. So there yeah. was a very very big mix, and that's and that can sometimes lead to accidents and crashes like you know we sit at omelette noise blood every yeah, year that yeah. is a very the wide range of teams but this one was you know it's a very safe race all the riders said it was very very well, well organized they had the most amazing breakfasts you've ever seen um like enormous <laughs> gigantic norwegian breakfasts oh my god <laughs> are you sure those just aren't cycling breakfasts no, 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 no. This, know, was a, it was, this was this was a race for professional cyclists. So I assume. No, no, no. It was the same. It was the same on the day on the day on the Monday on the Monday after the race when it technically wasn't, you know, bike yeah. hotel. There it was. Same, same enormous breakfast. Like, I mean, I, just, I just always assume that a, a bike race, like um, you know, morning hotel kitchen, is just like, you know, five or six giant vats of porridge. Um, oh, I've never had porridge at a race, but no, uh, they have like no, but it's. I mean, yeah, I mean, normally you have enormous breakfast. That's the ideal. But this had, you know, this had like you know five different kinds of eggs and you know a whole giant range of different kinds of cheeses and dried meats and and you know smoked salmon and fish and and a waffle maker that you could make your own waffles in and you know four different kinds of bread and croissants, you know, oh. tons of fresh fruit, like five different kinds of muesli bases and then enormous That's... amounts of things to make your muesli out of. It was very, very, very luxurious. It sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. Um, you would have just wanted to have breakfast and breakfast. And actually, you know, you're not a morning person, are you? So you'd have... Well, um... Hey, I don't think... I, I personally, you know, my life philosophy includes a very strong belief that breakfast foods are good at any time. 
<laughs> yeah, so, um, yes, that was the ladies' tour of Norway. Um, if you have ever thought, oh, my God, you know, I'd love to go to Norway, but it's a bit expensive. It's worth it, people. Um, yeah, and, yeah, so Bergen work, worlds are in Bergen. The in only Norway. thing, yeah, oh, man, Bergen's so good. And, yeah, yeah. The only thing I can add to that is is that Norway is also just disgustingly beautiful. Like, just... Like, no one country should be allowed to be that pretty all the time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I, I echo the, the sentiment that... Uh, yeah, let's, let's, go to, let's, go to, um, let's go to Bergen for worlds and, and hang out and then hang out in a, in a, in a fjord cottage, a sounds, fjord cab sounds before awesome. after the race. Actually, this is, this is kind of a good thing to lay down now. Like, yes, let's. Um, so, Brewers of Bergen, you have been put on notice... You have two years to lay in enough stock. So <laughs> For Dan. <laughs> I, I am on my way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, and it's also interesting. I mean, there's, there's an interesting thing because, I mean, when you hang out with bike riders and, and, and teams, you learn so, 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 so much. Like, like everyone's so generous and lovely and kind and friendly and great. And, yeah, and, but it's, it was interesting because there's obviously the biggest news this weekend was about Canyon um, taking over the sponsorship of, um, uh, you know, we, we talked last week about yeah. the SRAM yeah. uh, disappear, um, disappearing and, you know, now, the team closing. Well, this is one that I wanted to clarify because this is one that to me I don't quite get. Like I'm obviously reading something. I, I don't know. Well, maybe I'm not reading it wrong or maybe I don't know. I'm reading it differently to, to other people because – like, yeah, the, the narrative is sort of, oh, Canyon are taking over. But to me, it reads more like uh, a restructure slash rebuild in a, in a, you know, more like when HTC took over, uh, when, um, yeah, for, when Cervelo, HTC and all that, you know, like that progression um, happened. Yeah, um, it was, uh, it's, it's. It's kind of a weird one because yeah. so they, I mean I guess basically it's, it's sort of the same. T it's not the same team and it is the same team because yeah. Christy Scrim. Now I can't work this out because I've heard about four different theories about this about about what happened with this of various different things. Um, so you know, Christy uh, did Christy step back? Was she pushed out? Because it's now being taken. The team's now going to be taken over by Ronnie Lauka, the DS. Right, and it's going to keep most of the um, uh, uh, you know the, most of the team, um, the, the well, the Germans. I think, um, yeah, I've no idea. I've no idea what the true story is. I am really, really, really interested in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing is, I just kind of feel like I, I, I kind of feel like you know, okay, basic impression, same, same, but different in terms of the team. You know, like like you say, it is kind of the same, but it's also kind of not. And I also kind of get the feeling that this is one of those ones that, like, if we were talking about a rock band, there'd be like a really shitty documentary that would be on like VH1 in twenty years from now, <laughs> where everyone tells their version of what actually happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you no, know, Van Halen totally kicked another drummer out, but <laughs> but you know, it, it's yeah. Um, it's just weird. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, Cervelo have been, Cervelo have got like comments about, uh, um, about not being necessarily happy about, about it as well because, and, and being a surprise and yeah. And yeah. And other riders and, and there's a, there's a story on bicycling.com by Gen C, which talks about Lauren, Lauren Roney talking about, um, that she'd signed a two year contract. Right. So, 
and so she so it sounds like Roni's not there and and Ronnie and then it sounds like Ronnie Lauka has been had done his own sponsor search separate to Christy Scrimgeour and yeah it's it sounds really really weird um so she's like uh she sounds so you know uh, in this article Jen C describes it as bittersweet but yeah it's kind of like it's 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 a really weird thing but but i mean but up, the upshot is that we've got some new the positives are we've got a new sponsor in canyon um coming into women's cycling and that's yep, good yep. and the team and, and this new team um yeah i mean it's just it's just a bit weird yeah it is it's a bit weird uh, yeah and i guess that's actually a good place to land though is that you know like the the net total of teams hasn't suffered a loss yeah. if that yeah. makes sense I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it would be, of course, of course, it would have been better if we'd have kept, um, you know, Velocio and had a, had a Canyon yeah. team. Yeah. That would be the that would be the ideal. And it is a bit weird not having Christy Scrimgeour in the sport anymore. Um, you know, that's that's kind yeah. of that's kind of a weird, a weird thing. And yeah, uh, because she's been so so important to the sport. But yeah, it's 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 not. I mean, we said last last week, like you know, we couldn't imagine that that team that that setup would be. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's also hard for the riders because, as all the DSs were saying, that it's particularly shit for riders when you announce that, um, you know, that, that, that you're closing the team because it basically means all the DSs were saying, all the managers were saying, yeah, you know what, I can just go to them and offer them a really shit deal. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, <laughs> you know, I, I can undercut them because they're now desperate, and also, yeah. also then, you know, you get all these weird things of of who their points go to and stuff. And... Well, and this is the other thing that's weird about this time of year that that Carlina was saying was that it's always going to be a strange time of year and a strange, and you can't necessarily tell what happens in the races because from now on, um, riders who are signed for another team, uh, their points go to, their points are going to go with them to the new team. So who's like saying, so anything, Emma Johansson, we know that Emma Johansson yeah, signed yeah, to, signed to Wiggle. So what does Orica do about that? Do they now race for Emma? Do they, you know, what's the point of racing for Emma? You know what I mean? Like, like, mm, is it, mm. is it, it uh, and then you've got other riders who they may not have, you know, that their 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 next team next year may not be announced. Do you know what I mean? Or they yeah. might be in negotiation with their team and another team or whatever. Like like he said, he's just said it's a very very complicated time of year from here on from here on in. And you've got riders with different um, different goals. So for example, with the TTT, the world's TTT, the team gets the points if you do well in it, right. but the riders don't get the points. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so is that, you know, so you have like this thing of, well, is there an incentive for riders to, you know, what, what, what will, you know, will we see a Velocio SRAM, you know, for example, will they, will they be putting as much, I'm mean, sure they will be because, you know, they love yeah, their TTT yeah. and they would be the unbeaten, t- they would be the unbeaten oh, team, and, but and you know. That's the thing. And, and that's what you'd want to go out on for sure is to, to maintain that. Yeah, but you know, if if a rider if a rider decides actually my focus is on the road race or whatever, mm-hmm. then then you know then then what happens? You know what happens in that? It's it's going to be really really interesting. So yeah, so this time of year is the kind of political. Yeah, and and I was, it is that time of political and and trading and and extra calculations going into everything, which must mean surely we're close to your first rumors thread for for the season. Well, I never do rumours threads, Daniel. I only do conf- confirmation. I do. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I know, I, but but I mean, we always welcome suggestions in the comments. Oh yeah, yeah, but no. I mean, okay. So here's my thing: is is oftentimes a lot of people 
hear a lot of rumors and a lot of things that may or may not turn out to be true yeah yeah and i am more than happy to talk about them privately i love talking about them privately but i don't do them publicly because i think again it can be hard for the teams i mean we had things in the past where you know where you hear about a really really strong where a team is simultaneously looking for sponsorship and people start and and maybe maybe that so this, maybe that maybe one of their key riders is leaving yeah yep. um so a couple of years ago i think it was well i think it was um you know specialized lululemon when they were looking before they got special when they were hcc and they were looking for sponsorship and Yuda aunt was going for example and i'd heard that story a lot of people had heard that story but when people start talking about it publicly and writing about it publicly before it's been announced that can cause problems for the you know, for the for the for the for the sponsorship search and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things that I feel like it's if I'm you know it's completely fine to to chat about it, but I personally don't do public rumors because it's un- not necessarily fair on the riders and teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So when I do those big transfer threads, it's only things that have been confirmed. And of course, people can say in the comments, yeah, I've heard this, I've heard that. But I'm not going to put it into my thread until I've definitely, definitely heard that it's definitely, definitely happening. Sure, sure. And actually, it's going to be, I think, the other thing that will make it even more interesting, too, as it as it gets into the the nuts and bolts and, and guts of, of all the transfer stuff is obviously the fact that we're leading into an Olympic year. So Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And... and, and, and- and with so many riders saying they're quitting after the Olympics, yeah, I mean, we've got. Yeah. Um, we know that uh, Bronzini and Emma Johansson are, are, are planning to, you know, planning to quit then. And yeah, it's it's yeah. And I mean, the other thing that's really really funny about this is that it's from the first of July is the Olympic points qualification, um, you know, thing. So yeah, uh, we were I was talking to, uh, <laughs> I was talking to an unnamed person about the kind of. <laughs> About the random South African races that were random UCI South African races that came on. You know that those races were like three days before the points qualifications opened. So they've put them on, the South African Fed has put them on deliberately to try and get, you know, South African points qualifications for the Olympics. And they'd done it before the points qualification someone, started. Someone, they'd only... someone got their weeks wrong. Well, no, the men's because the men's qualification starts at the beginning of the year, but right. the um, but the but the but the women's doesn't. The women's starts in July, so yeah, so it's fascinating, and you can definitely see that with riders like Amber Neben, for example, coming over here. You know, because there's always always a massive political fight about who gets to go to the Olympics on the yeah. American team. Yeah, so it's very interesting. You know. Obviously, we've got Carmen Small racing back in Europe. We've got um, Amber Neban racing in Europe. Uh, you know, Megan Guarnier, Shelley Olds. Um, it's going to be the usual uh, Evelyn Stevens. It's going to be the usual fascinating argument about who gets to go to Worlds, who gets to go to the Olympics well, from Team USA. Absolutely. And I think particularly because, you know, already this year we've seen, um, you know, several US riders really start to... I mean, Megan Guarnier has just had one hell of a season. Oh, Megan uh, Guarnier's had that season that, that we all knew that she should have. Yeah, but yeah. Luck and, and other things stopped her having it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, but like that's Megan's... the thing. And it's all sort of started to come together this year. And if she could build on this into next year, and I mean, my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And and then you've got and then you've got of course the the thing that's the really big political thing in America, which is Kristen Armstrong coming back from exactly. you know coming back from retirement again. Mm, mm, yeah. So you know we won't, we won't see her in many races, 
But, you know, she won the USA National Championships ITT by a very significant margin. And yep. uh, yeah, and then she's going to that gives her an automatic spot into the world's team. So but the downside of Kristen, of, of Kristen Armstrong for the American team is that that means that if she's, you know, it's it's the problem with being like a hundred, sending a hundred percent ITT rider to ride the Olympics is that you then have one less rider in the road race. Yeah. Like the, I mean, when you're only talking teams of four, I think it's still four. Um, you know, if you have someone who's only there for the ITT and hasn't been road, you know, hasn't been yeah. road racing, yeah. that, that, that fucks you out. That fucks over the other three riders. Yep, absolutely. So, and, yeah. and and the politics of that will get even more interesting as those other riders, you know, um, shape up over the course of the next 12 months. Yeah, or yeah. So. Because, you know, look at look at Taylor Wilde. I mean, they've got so many strong, strong mm. ITT riders. Um, yeah. You know, last, like, like uh, 2013 Worlds, they had, um, you know, I mean, they've, they've got Carmen Small on the podium, Evie Stevens on the podium, you know, Evie Stevens doing really well. But, you know, Kristen Armstrong just can stay at home. And, I mean, you can stay at home and train just purely yeah, for yeah. ITT. She can focus exclusively on it, which is a huge And she can advantage. also... And she can also, you know, find the course that's as near to the Rio course as possible yeah. and exclusively train on that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a... I, yeah. But then everything... at the same time, as you say, you know, you come back to the road race, it's not just the numbers, it's that, you know, Team USA is going to have uh, uh, legitimately um, strong, or have the ability to create a legitimately strong and contentious road team race. for the yeah, road yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. because it's a hilly, it's a hilly descending race and we saw yeah. how well... Guarnier and Evelyn Stevens rode together in, yeah, in um, yeah. and in a well, sorry, in in the in in the national championships. Yep. So you know, it's exactly, it's, and and that's been the pay the the bit that you know we've joked about it before that that's sort of been missing in the past is that Team USA on the tactical front have have been you know a little bit um, you know it's taken a while to, to to get their heads around but they're really starting to put it all together and they're getting the right riders with the right experience and the right attributes to i mean i think they're going to be one of the most interesting teams coming into the olympics well i really want to see them in the world because if Ina yoko teutenberg's the ds again mm. so we laugh at team usa because they tend to ride um in worlds on the front like like really hammering it but banging the pace up on the early laps and you're just sitting there going why why are you doing this every year and and one of the explanations is, is that a lot of their riders aren't used to racing in european style peloton because they're you know mostly domestic riders and so they do it because they want to keep out of trouble and da 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 da, da. however it's a crap tactic and it's never worked yet um well particularly when you've got um basically italy and the netherlands sitting behind them sniggering the whole time just yes, going, yes. just going thank you thank you so yeah, much yeah, you, yeah, you, you you push the pace up a little bit higher. Yeah, I might do, you know, and then to the first half of the race is about Team USA basically um, dropping dropping as many of the less uh, experienced, less less good teams, mm. countries as possible. And then it's all down. Then it kind of comes down to your Italian um, and uh, Dutch attacks, craziness. And then the Americans are, you know, and... and I mean, it is what it is, but I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I no, think they're going to no. really, if Ina's their DS. <laughs> yeah. Well, for a start, and, you, can, you can be sure that it's going to be a crafty as fuck plan. So. Yeah, yeah. And, but also, riders like Guarnier are not going to just sit back and sit back and let that happen. You know, no. they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're like, they're, you know, legit, legit stars and, and, you know, can, can prove that they can 
ride in, you know, can win from all the way. I mean, the real thing, and then and the other thing about the Team USA in the Olympics is, you know, you then have Shelley Olds, for example. Well, she can get over the hills, but is this too hilly for her? Should she go? Should she not go? Yeah. You know, you, you have so many discussions, but, you well, know, and, the fact and that- so many And so many options then, because you can easily, you know, you, you can play it either way. You can try and send Shelley up the road. You can try and send Megan up the road. Um, and either way, you're going to be covered and, and start, you but, know. Or... Like- or do you take someone else like Katie Hall, for example, who's a really, really yeah. good, strong domestique? Yeah. Like, and say, actually, sorry, Shelley, you're a really good rider, very, very fast sprinter, but this is a hilly course. We're going to take Katie Hall. Yeah. And, and the, selection, the selection is completely complicated by the fact that Jim Miller, who's the boss of USA Cycling, is Kristen Armstrong's coach. Ouch. Uh, yeah, I, I just you can see you can see the appeals coming from a mile away, can't you? And and they have, and they generally do have, and, and really good American riders have had to appeal to get yeah, into riding yeah. the Olympics. Well, so, and, and, and honestly, I begrudge nobody for appealing. I mean, it's the no. Olympics; it comes up once every four years. You might only get, you know, depending on on the, quite literally the year you're born, you might only get one or two shots at this. So mm-hmm. I totally understand if you if you appeal. Mm. Yeah, man, it's going to be exciting. I mean, and hell, <laughs> we've just spent uh, what, like, ten minutes just talking about the chances of Team USA. <laughs> like, just, oh man, this next year is going to be. Oh, uh, every week we're just going to be like, the racing was amazing, and what will this mean for the Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so there's um yeah so uh, and so politics, politics, politics. Yep. There's been more politics this week because Inner Ring found and showed me the the guide to um, the new Women's World Tour candidates guide. Yeah. Now, isn't this just like a fascinating bundle of joy to be dropped on one's virtual doorstep? Yeah, so um, Inner Ring was looking, and he said he found it because he was looking up the team, the guides, the, the amendments to the regulations that came in about road races. Yep. And there's a whole section of the UCI which is on modifications to the new women's series, and it includes the um, the the the, uh, the 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 women's world tour. Yeah, the the theoretical creation of a world tour. So the the basic gist of it is that um, from 2016 the World Cups will be rolled into a larger um, expanded racing schedule um, for a total of, I think it's 30 days, isn't it? Well, um, yes. Now, we've, now, we knew this was coming. This has been yeah. one of those things we talked about for a while. So we did know that it was coming, that they were having a world, that they wanted to expand, take, take away the World Cup and brand it as the World Tour. Now, I think it's a mistake to brand it away, for, to take away the World Cup branding, because I think that yeah. anyone around the world, in any sport, knows what a World Cup means. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Athletics, World Cup, exactly. Um, hockey World Cup, you kind of get an idea, whereas World Tour is something different. But they're bringing in a new stage of, of a new a new category of races, which is the Women's World Tour. Mm. And they're starting it with the World Cup. They say they're keeping that they've got 10, 10 days racing in the World Cup as it is, and they're going to expand it to 30 days racing in total, which can be a mix of stage races and day races. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the the document is basically for the information of um, race organisers who wish to apply to be part of the the expanded world tour. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. now they do have um, they do have in the in the 
on the on the UCI rules, there are some really interesting things that that you that, that they're expanding. So, for example, one of the issues that stage races have had, and the Women's Tour of Britain has has, has talked about this for a long time, is that in a stage race you have a maximum you have to have an average of 100 kilometers of a day, yeah. and they're going to expand that to 120 kilometers a day, and they're also going to expand the stage distance up to 140 kilometers. Which is really, really good news. This is stuff that um, everyone wants. Um, yeah, yeah. You know. uh, particularly as we've discussed earlier, um, and especially on stage races where you're going point to point, um, it can be very hard logistically to maintain those two requirements, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to literally to get from one town to the next sort of thing. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The other thing that I'm kind of notionally excited about, although I have zero expectation of it happening, is that theoretically in this lineup that that does mean that there's potential for like a oceanic race? Well, the thing technically, I mean, the thing yeah, is, yeah, well, and that's, I mean, the, that's the, what I mean. I say you know theoretical because yeah. You know, now the devil's in the details here. When mm-hmm. they say they're they're looking at having thirty days, someone was saying on Twitter, "Well, that sounds like a lot. Do you think they'll manage it?" And you go, "Well, hang on a minute. That's ten days already for World Cup races yep. plus." Say you have the Giro, that's another 10 days. And then say you get the Women's Tour of Britain, that's five days. And then do you, you know, and the course is going to want to be in there and it's got four days. You know, so that's only, yeah. so technically we're only, we're only talking about, say, three or four races more. So, and the other thing is, is that to be in the World Tour next year, you have to be a 0.1 race this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we couldn't have a, so we can't have an Oceanic one next year. No, because well, we don't, no, no, not first year. No, but no. But, but and, and the other th- and this is the thing is like on the one hand it could be amazing like like I've got my ideal my ideal races actually I'd add in a couple of day races I'd add in Strade Bianchi I mean I guess you have to add in the course I'm not happy about it but you know it is what it is yeah. um, and then I'd want the Giro and I'd want uh, the Women's Tour of Britain of either Women's Tour because of course I do um, and then I want say Turingen Rundfart. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, we can't have, um, and and that would be that would be my, you know, that, that would maybe, you know, maybe I'd yeah. maybe I'd take it up to thirty five days because you know, so I could have a couple more races in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So you could have a one day classic in the Australian outback or something. Well, well, we can't, can we, darling? Yes, we can't, yes, we can. We can. I have seasons. a dream. I have a if, dream. If, if the Cadell, see, this is the thing: is if the Cadell Road Race, for example, oh. had been a one point one rate, had been a one point one race this year. Next year, they could have been in the World Tour, but you know, no dice, man. Yeah, but that would have so, been that would have been a good race for a World Tour anyway. There are more iconic places that you can go. I mean, oh, 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 how good would a circuit race around Uluru be? That would be mental. That's like a seventy k loop. That would be brilliant. Oh, yeah. The, the, the imagery would be amazing. I just want Sydney. I want to go. I want to go over with one of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. That's oh, over the, over the bridge. Oh, actually, you could do a bloody good. Holy shit, you could do the bridges. Oh, except for the fact that Sydney doesn't like cyclists, do they? I mean, they're taking no, no, away no, all no, the cycle no, lanes no, no, and no, stuff see, like that. This thing is that um, every every spring we have um, the spring cycle on a Sunday where where it's the one day of the year that you can ride on the main carriageway over the Harbour Bridge and stuff. So we already do it. You know, that's the that's the grand fondo part of it. We just keep it closed for an extra two hours for the race. This is a genius idea, Sarah. Oh, genius. So yeah, um, yeah. But the thing the thing that's really interesting about it is when you so when you look. So this is obviously the guide for races that want to apply. Yep. So it's a little bit. Um, there's a lot of 
in emphasis in this document about what races have to do. There's not much emphasis on why you'd want to do it, which is interesting. So, yes, yeah, so they, they, so we're looking at this about and, and the media requirements. So candidates are required to produce their event for either live TV, live streaming on the Internet, or at a minimum, a same day highlights magazine. A news clip of approximately five minutes should be produced in all, ca- all, in yeah. all cases. Or, yeah, which that, is, that minimum same day highlights is 56 minutes, so basically an hour of, of same day highlights at least as the yeah. as the minimum which is amazing the one that absolutely killed me and, and sorry you may want to talk a little bit more about the tv but that i just burst out laughing when i read was the next point on the, the media requirements um yeah 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 so the next websites are the first impression that teams, fans and media will have of your event. Although websites alone are no longer sufficient, they must be supported by social media. The following criteria apply for all 2016 Women's World Tour candidates. Your event's website must be a functional English slash French, must include the women's logo, must include a PDF version of the technical guide for download. There must include the highlights of the event as soon as they are available. Social media, create a Twitter or Facebook account, define the hashtag of your event early in the season and promote it, promote the hashtag of the Women's World Tour, include live coverage of the event on Twitter, the UCI will assist with the planning. Yeah, which honestly, I totally welcome, but I did, I had to, particularly at the website stuff, I had to burst out laughing because, you know, we talk so often about how the only way, the only way to find anything on the UCI website is to use Google. Yeah. But I mean, but this is but but you know what's fascinating about this as well though is that some of the races that they've got the yeah. the world races they've got already don't have this yeah yeah, yeah exactly so you so um so they don't so flesh so Chongming Island has nothing like yeah. nothing at all yeah. um the, 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 and none, none of you know none of that um I am dubious about the news you know uh, the flesh or not flesh on and ronda van vlaanderen are not particularly good at live at live updates themselves yeah. and yeah. they're not um and they're not very good at getting inf- information out you know their websites are very out of date you rock up on the morning of the race and it's still talking about last year's race but not yeah. in a kind of you know do you know what i mean you look at yeah, it yeah. Okay, and, it's, and it's not recapping it's just it's just talking about last year's race yeah and yeah. so yeah. and the ones that are actually best at this um ironically are the standalone women's races mm. so you know this the standalone women's races like um yeah. binder and ronda van drenta where i do but, take and a, the Gorda. yeah yeah where i do take a tiny bit of encouragement is just from that note that the uci will assist yeah just because yeah, that's it... something that we've talked about a lot that that the uci you know i, I don't think it, it's been a secret at all that you know the uci should already be doing this god damn it yeah yeah so. yeah yeah no i mean this is really really positive all of this is positive i mean i i i, I do have a slight concern that what we'll see on the world tour is california Chongming. And, you know, this is like my worst case scenario is the world tour is tour of California, tour of Chongming Island, um, uh, uh, maybe route to France or something like that. And La course. Yeah. yeah. So, so because I mean, the tour of California, I'm it's just not great racing. It's not great racing. And, you know, yeah, they have tour tracker there, but it's not great. It's not like the best racing. And the other thing is, is I'm not comfortable at the moment in, in saying that, you know, teams have to go across to America. Yeah. Especially because if you want to do the Philly Classic and California, that's a fuck of a big distance. You know, they, they're not they're not handily next to each other. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. they're not like, yeah. and then and they're completely on the other side of the country. 
So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't, I would be very unhappy if you were mandated to go to those races, like, like the men's world tour teams are mandated to go to theirs. But yeah, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, but so there are things that I worry about slightly. But on the other hand, you know, I guess this is the thing is, I mean, the Giro should be in there. The world, the, the, the Aviva Women's Tour should be in there. Um, I am very, very disappointed that you have to, to, the thing about having to be a point one race this year means that ironically, the races that have given us live coverage won't have the chance to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, the, you know, so Energy Walk Tour, which had amazing live coverage. And I mean, I know there were technical issues with the, um, with the, with the, um, with the tour of Norway being in there, they can't be, they can't be a world tour team race next year, Sure, which is gutting. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure, but, I'm pretty sure. You know, I mean, this is, this is the other part of it is too, that like, it doesn't all have to happen next year either. Like this is part of what makes this exciting, at least to me, is that it's, it's the framework for growth. This is, yeah. you know, this is a foundation that we can build on in successive years. You know, as you say, it, you know, they're looking 30 years for uh, 30 days for next year, maybe 35 in 2017, you know, and and up we go. Uh, I mean, hope, yeah, yeah, yeah. ideally. And also it depends how many people go for it because like just thinking about the calendar, um bowl I reckon that the bowls uh, bowls the bowls rental ladies tour will want to be in there, the Holland ladies tour will definitely, you know, they'll definitely want yep. to be there. Um Omloop Pet Noise so so we're just looking down I think Australia Bianchi, Omloop Pet mm. Noise Blad, they might want to be in it. Um, there's a bit of an issue about will they let Kent Wevelgen in because right. Trofeo Binder because Trofeo Binder is on the same day as Kent Wevelgen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd have them, I'd let them both in to be honest, but I just hope there's not pressure on Binder for well, Kent to particularly. Kent to get in there. Yeah, well, I, I'd have them both in, particularly if they're meeting the the media requirements. You know, but they're not though because but, well, this is the thing though, isn't it? Is none of the Flanders classics really do hit the media requirements? Well, yes, but that's my point. Is if, the, if yeah. they're going to you know moving forward, then fuck yeah, let them all, let them all. Yeah. In. But right, so races I'd have so I'd go so if so my ideal world tour looking down, I'd go Omloop Het Blad, yes tick. Um, I'd have Stradi Bianchi, yes tick tick tick. I'd def I mean I'd have Energy Wacht and and Norway just because they're so awesome, but you know they, they can't be in there. Um, Omloop Van Borstelay might want to get in there um yep. and festival festival elsie jacobs yeah for sure for sure for sure i'd i would sure. want you know to be in there and this is where i hope that they're not going to say you have to go to all the races because you could have tour of cali in there in the future if it decided to become a proper race rather than a couple of crits string yeah there. yeah exactly and and i i totally agree that you know it, it shouldn't be a thing of have to hit all the races but you know hit a quota or something yeah yeah, yeah. then i'd then i'd have holland hills classic the bowls rental hills classic i'd definitely have um definitely definitely would have a Bakumin Beera in there oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, women's tour without without question Giro absolutely without question yeah. uh Turingen I'd have in there Bene ladies tour I love that race sure um, sure see and, look look I'm, I'm just I'm just fitting this out and, to 100 days straight away aren't and, I and, the go- don't forget the seven bridges that's a great race that one seven bridges yeah. <laughs> is that the australian one yeah yeah that's the you know seven bridges of sydney it's a great race love it everyone, yeah. everyone loves it it's brilliant it's an instant classic and then i'd have um, and then obviously you've got bowls rentals ladies tour as and maybe and the lotto decker tour i'd have those too so yeah i mean i assume they'll let the course by the welter in <laughs> <laughs> and then um, giro de Emilia at the end so, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it, among other things, it's just exciting to finally see, you know, like you say, we know that this has been worked on for a while. It's it's exciting to finally start to see it, 
you know. Yeah. And this is this yeah. is what I was all being cynical about months ago when you know the the women's commission findings were were sort of announced and it was like oh yeah but we, we're working on some stuff and and i was like for fuck's sake just tell us the plan you know we all kind of know need to know what's happening well you know this is why i'm excited because here we are we're getting a look at a plan um hmm. yeah yeah oh yeah i just hope it no, works no, yeah and and you know and, and this is also um it's also something that you know obviously brian cookson's been in will have been in post, and Tracy Gordry, even more importantly, will have been in post in the UCI two years in September. Yeah. You know, and, and that's quite a nice, that this is fast, this is fast action by the UCI, in UCI terms, you know, like, yeah, like yeah, it, it's going to be the third season that they've had under the new, under the new regime. And it's going to be, and it's, and it's going to have this marked difference. And I'm really, really, I'm obviously devil in the details and stuff. And, sure. you know, but, but I'm, I'm confident, you know, they, like looking at this makes me confident that they're going to, that, you know, this stuff about social media, this is stuff that fans have been asking for for years. Yeah, and yeah. to have proper social media and to recognize the value. Now, I wish there was a little, and I'm sure there's going to be more about that. I wish, I hope that with the media guidelines, they're going to kind of, I would love to see them give like, hey, this is how to get you get a really good social media for your race. This is how to do it. This is good things to include because it's so valuable and it's so, you know, win win and it's so cheap to do, you know. Mm, so, yeah, mm, exactly. It just makes a huge difference. And, you know, as we all know, one of the key things to to, you know, improving the health of the sport mm. overall is to raise the visibility of it overall. And and like you say, there's so many so many simple and straightforward things that aren't expensive that will make such a huge difference. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think is is what I'll I'll settle on. Um, mm. Maybe even hopeful. Dare I be hopeful? I've been yeah, hurt, I've should. been hurt by the UCI before, but. But mm. I, I maybe, maybe I'm ready to love again, to trust again. Mm. 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 Speaking of trust in scary situations, um, we we briefly mentioned last week, and and Sarah, do we do we want to tell people about our plans for Sunday night or? Oh yes. Uh, Sunday night is. I was trying to work out what you. What I, I was trying to remember what we planned. <laughs> um, yes, uh, it's. Oh, it's because you said Sunday night. Sunday day. Oh um, well, it, yeah, for for you, yeah, sure, but. Mm. Yeah. Um. This. This. So it's. Um. Yeah. Tell everyone. Um. So there's a there's a, a road race on in um in Sweden, which is a very nice country, but it's no Norway. Um. <laughs> Oh. oh! Hi, Gans. How are you? Yeah. You, you know, you know, you know when we go, you know when we go to Bergen, and I get this, and we get, and I get invited to stay in like a Swedish lake or fjord cabin, and you get invited to stay to to fuck off back to Australia. Are you kidding? I get invited to fuck off back to Norway. So yeah, yeah, yeah you won't be. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can afford to stay there very long, Daniel. Are you kidding? I have, pl- I'm, I have, I have plenty of Norwegian friends. Mm. By which I mean one dude that I met at that time, and and that pretty girl that you that you oh that, you sat that I gave bus. a book to on the train yeah 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 she was a, yeah. She's, a, she's a lawyer too she's a good contact so <laughs> yeah. yeah my my big achievement was that I didn't need to call her because I wasn't arrested so yeah hey. um anyway but point being uh, for Gorda Road Race is on on Sunday Sunday during the day if you happen to be of European persuasion. Um, Sunday during the night, if you happen to be of 
my time zone um, and Sunday some other time if you're in a different time zone. And um, we, a while ago at the Philadelphia Classic, just on a whim, tried our hands at commentating a race and it was kind of fun to talk shit and swear and try and describe what was going on um, while drinking. So we thought we might do it again with actual some preparation this time and stuff. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, if you're at all interested, um, the will obviously Sarah is at underscore pigeons underscore, and I am at Dan W official on Twitter. Um, we'll tweet links and stuff to explain where you can join us online. If you'd like to, to watch the race and listen to us, talk shit and swear and drink beer. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And there's a little, you know, chat room and stuff. And obviously we can talk shit at each other on Twitter as well. And, um, and things. So, you know, feel free to, to hang out. Um, and, and join us for that. Um, we'll probably be quite excited because we'll have seen the results of the team time trial by then. Um, and we'll be all like, oh, my God, what does this mean for Worlds? And, yeah. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, um, just if by chance the, the last hour and a bit of us talking about, you know, what's been going on in the world of cycling wasn't enough for you, join us again on Sunday. We'll talk to you then. Yes. Yes, indeed. And thank you for listening and get in touch with us. Oh, and yeah, I don't think we've mentioned it yet. Sarah, you probably should tell people where our website is. Oh, prowomenscycling.com. We'll have all the links to video stuff, the, the UCI documentation and so on. Thank you.